The most dangerous thing about the narcissist is their reality paradigm because it can keep affecting you and holding you back in life long after going no contact with the narcissist or even after that abuser is dead. What happens when we aren't conscious of unsubscribing from the narcissist reality is this process. Probably you recognize something like it. First, a negative thought comes by. Then, a heavy emotion comes up to meet it. Then, it becomes a downward spiral into the abyss where it's like you're caught in the undercurrent. You don't know which way is up or down. You don't know how to get out of that cycle or that funk for hours or days. It's dangerous to every aspect of your life to keep living in the narcissist reality. It's like they keep tormenting you even though they're long gone. At some point you realize it's no longer the narcissist. Now it's time for you to grab the reins of your mind and overwrite the programming. I'm Meredith Miller, and this is the Inner Integration Podcast, where you can learn the mindsets and tools to help you heal after narcissistic abuse. Today's episode is on unsubscribing from the narcissist reality and owning your reality. We all live in a certain reality paradigm where we tell ourselves stories about what's real, who we are, what the world is like, etc. Your reality is based on your perceptions of yourself and of the world, and your perceptions are formed by your beliefs. So essentially, the beliefs that you hold of yourself and the world create your perspective, which then determines your reality. For the most part, this all happens on a subconscious level. The narcissist or other manipulator lives in a twisted, distorted reality paradigm that the target ends up subscribing to. The manipulator accomplishes this through gaslighting and a strong conviction in everything they say, which causes the target to self-doubt and give the manipulator the benefit of the doubt. So the target slides slowly into the manipulator's reality and usually without even realizing what's happening. It's like a virus of the mind that causes you to completely lose yourself. This is exactly what you need to reprogram after narcissistic abuse. If you've been in a relationship with a narcissist, you were indoctrinated into a false reality paradigm and you were taught to see yourself, others, and life in distorted ways. This indoctrination distorts your reality perception about who you are and what's possible for you in life. Here are some common messages that you might have heard from the narcissist and then integrated into your own reality paradigm. The first category is you can't messages. You'll hear things like you can't do that, you can't go there, you can't accomplish that. The next category is you're not good enough messages. You'll hear things like What makes you think that school will take you? Or what makes you think that job wants you? Or who do you think you are to do blah, blah, blah? Or you'll never make it if you start your own business. No one will pay you for that. Go get a job at the mall. You'll hear messages like, no one wants you. You'll hear things like, you'll never find anyone like me. You're too old to find someone now. No one wants a man or woman with kids. You'll also hear messages of the variety, you can't trust anyone but me. You'll hear things like, your friends or your family don't care about you, or they're not good enough for you. They'll say things like, I'm the only one who really loves you. 
They'll even tell you that someone was talking badly about you, which usually didn't even happen at all. These sorts of belief systems get internalized by the target, and this distorted reality begins to affect the target's life poorly. It affects your health, your sanity, your well-being, your success, your relationships, your self-esteem, self-worth, self-trust, self-love, your sense of self, and so much more. You'll know you're still living in the narcissist's reality when you're still talking to yourself as the narcissist talked to you, or when you're still arguing with the narcissist in your head long after they're gone, or even when they're dead, or when you're still concerned about what they're saying to others and what others think about you because of them. So why is it so important to unsubscribe from the narcissist's reality? Well, the most dangerous thing about the narcissist is their reality paradigm because it can keep affecting you and holding you back in life long after going no contact with the narcissist or even after that abuser is dead. What happens when we aren't conscious of unsubscribing from the narcissist's reality is this process. Probably you recognize something like it. First, a negative thought comes by. Then, a heavy emotion comes up to meet it. Then, it becomes a downward spiral into the abyss where it's like you're caught in the undercurrent. You don't know which way is up or down. You don't know how to get out of that cycle or that funk for hours or days. It's dangerous to every aspect of your life to keep living in the narcissist's reality. It's like they keep tormenting you even though they're long gone. At some point, you realize it's no longer the narcissist. Now it's time for you to grab the reins of your mind and overwrite the programming. I say unsubscribe from their reality because it's like unsubscribing from all that unwanted spam mail. So what happens if you don't unsubscribe from the narcissist's reality? You have to purge the narcissist's perspectives and beliefs from yours to truly be free. Otherwise, you'll keep tormenting yourself, thinking about what the narcissist is saying about you to your friends or to your family or to your community. You'll want to defend yourself. You'll spend hours of a day justifying to yourself in your mind as if you were defending yourself on public trial. This is incredibly draining and distracting from living your life's purpose. Until you unsubscribe, you'll keep working at creating your dreams. And at every obstacle and challenge that you come across, you'll find a way to sabotage it all for yourself, much like the abuser did to you. You'll start telling yourself how you're not good enough or how you can't do this or that or how it's just not possible for you, how no one will believe in you or support you or buy your thing that you're selling, that there won't be enough money or time or energy to create your goals or love isn't possible for you. You'll find some way to talk yourself out of going for your dream. And it could even be the little things too, the little decisions or indecisions that you make at the supermarket or running errands that make you feel less than unworthy and a passive victim of your life. Living in the narcissist reality also greatly affects how you socialize with others. The narcissist maybe made you suspicious of everyone, which made you feel insecure and socially anxious. You'll likely have insecure, needy, approval-seeking behavior which turns off healthy people and magnetizes manipulators. 
Maybe you feel really awkward, always thinking people are making fun of you and they're laughing at something else, or maybe you fear that people are putting you down behind your back while they're praising you to your face because your narc parent did this all your life, so you expect others to do it too. Maybe you just can't see your beauty or your sexiness because your ex-narc was so critical of your body or the way you moved or the way you did your makeup, your hair, the way you ate, what you wore, anything. And other people pick up on this subconsciously. It's important to shift out of this life-sucking reality into a life-affirming reality based on what's real. What's real is you are worthy, you are enough, you are lovable, you are not alone. You can accomplish your dreams. You can do it. You got this. These are the kind of belief systems that you want to work to internalize so you can live the life that you dream of. So how do you unsubscribe from the narcissist reality? Start recognizing all the ways that other people have influenced the way that you see yourself, others, the world, your place in the world, and what's possible for you in life. Take an inventory of these belief systems by noticing your thoughts and writing them down. So those messages that I mentioned earlier, the you can't, you're not good enough, these kinds of messages, these are going to be the kinds of things that you notice. Journal these. And then start weaving the pieces together when the flashbacks and insights come, helping you to understand the reality paradigm of the narcissist and how that became yours. You'll be like, oh, okay, so when he or she said or did this, it was because he or she believed in this thing and wanted this thing from me. So it was all manipulation. What will happen as you start to inventory all these belief systems through your thoughts is you really start to see the landscape of the reality that you've been conditioned to believe in and internalize as if it were your own. Then you begin the work of stalking the inner dialogue and reprogramming the self-talk. This is where the beliefs show up in your thoughts. Your inner dialogue is a constant inventory of your beliefs. I learned that from Carlos Castaneda. So become like a mental ninja, observing your thoughts instead of just allowing your mind to run amok. Notice what you're telling yourself all day long. That's the stuff that's creating your reality. That's where you're going to identify these false belief systems. And that's where you have the power to overwrite them. Notice how some of these thoughts that are coming up probably sound a lot like what narcissists have told you. This might have started back in childhood for many of you, and those are the deepest core beliefs that you want to work on reprogramming. The technique I teach came from theta healing. It might sound woo-woo or cliche, but it's very powerful when you put this into consistent daily practice. This is one of the most important parts of your self-care as you're recovering after narcissistic abuse. It's a way of reverse engineering the process that I mentioned earlier where the negative thought comes by, then the heavy emotion comes up, then the downward spiral abyss leads you into that funk for hours or days at a time. So we're going to completely reverse engineer that. Here's the technique. As soon as that negative thought comes by, interrupt the pattern. Tell yourself something like cancel, 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 or delete, delete, delete. 
or make up another safe word that you like, something that helps you completely interrupt your train of thought, and then reframe that thought with something positive and something true. So let's do an example. Let's say maybe one of the thoughts going through your mind is people only want you for your physical body. Well, this tends to happen more to women. If you're a man, what's going to happen is you're going to maybe have these thoughts like people only want you for your money. Maybe your ex-girlfriend or your ex-wife saw you like an ATM machine and that's all she did was extract money from you. So let's use the first example of the woman, and then I'll give the example of the man. So the woman's thought says something like, you know, people only want you for your physical body. So you're going to cancel, 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 and then rewrite that. You're going to say something like, I am worth so much more than my physical body. Any man who can't see my true worth and only sees me as an object is not worthy of a place in my life. I know my worth. So let's say an example of the man, the man who the woman treated like an ATM machine. So that negative thought comes by, you're going to cancel, 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 and then you're going to reprogram with something like, I am worth so much more than what I provide financially. Any woman who can't see my true worth and only sees me as an ATM machine is not worthy of a place in my life. I know my value. Remember, you need to do this consistently. That means all day long you're working on it. All day long. Inconsistent action leads to inconsistent results. So if you want to see the difference, the consistency is key. What you'll notice is a reduction in these negative thoughts after a couple weeks. And then a big reduction after that first month. After two to three months, what happens is your subconscious gets on board with this new program and you'll notice how you don't always have to consciously do that practice that I just taught you. Your subconscious is now trained to be on alert for negative thoughts and before you even notice the thought, your subconscious is already reframing it. You're going to realize in this process how your mind is either your greatest ally or your worst enemy. So remember, first interrupt the thoughts and then reprogram them. That starts to upgrade your belief systems, and that shifts your perspective of yourself and the world, which then shifts your entire reality. This is how to unsubscribe from the narcissist reality. Now, I have another suggestion. Let's say you catch yourself just sitting there ruminating about maybe your narcissistic family or your ex or something like that, and you're really starting to be afraid of what they're saying about you and You're starting to doubt yourself and it's starting to really creep up on you and it's overwhelming. It's like it's not even just one thought. It's like this whole mess of thoughts. So what's really helpful is this simple phrase. Are you ready? That is not my reality. Say it with me. That is not my reality. And then you want to redirect your mind to what is real. You want to redirect your mind away from all that garbage that's spinning through your head and redirect yourself to what is real and who you really are. Now, if you're still in contact with the narcissist, this work is going to be even more challenging. Not everybody goes no contact. I highly recommend that. Of course, there are some extenuating circumstances like co-parenting with the narcissist or maybe you're still at that job with a narcissist boss or coworker and you can't leave yet. You're planning on leaving, you're making your plans, You're sending out your resumes, 
but you can't leave yet. You still got to deal with it right now. What do you do? This means you need to be even more of a mental ninja. This means after every interaction that you have with that person, you want to immediately do that inventory I was telling you about. Immediately. What happened in that interaction that just took place? What kinds of ideas or things did the narcissist plant in your mind that maybe now your mind is starting to spin or maybe you're starting to doubt yourself or you don't even really know what's going on, but you got this kind of like ick feeling in your body and how do you even get rid of that? That means do the inventory. Take inventory of what you internalized during that conversation and reprogram that stuff immediately. The sooner, the better. This is going to be constant, constant work that you have to do when you're still in contact with that person because that means you're receiving the contamination over and over again. So how can you work on owning your reality in order to create the life that you want? The practice of owning your reality starts with unsubscribing from the narcissist reality and then creating a new reality for yourself based on self-love, self-respect, self-worth, self-trust, and self-confidence. Take responsibility for what you allow into your world, for what you're internalizing, what you are digesting. This means consciously choosing what kinds of information and media you expose yourself to. If you're doing all this work to transform your life, but you keep ingesting celebrity gossip or family gossip, reality TV, the news and other fear propaganda, or maybe you're going online and stalking your ex and their new supply, you're going to keep feeding your mind garbage And that's going to have a negative effect in your life because what you ingest becomes part of your reality. So pause and ask yourself, in what ways you're allowing yourself to ingest garbage and where in your life do you need to take more responsibility for what you're allowing in? Maybe you realize that friend that you have that, you know, he or she calls you and you kind of don't really want to take that call and really you should be doing other stuff, but You take the call and the person dumps all this crap on you and then afterwards you feel like you internalized all that, you swallowed it all, you actually might even feel ill in your body. That's what's going on here. You've just ingested a bunch of garbage. Take responsibility for that. You know, it's really hard not to let that stuff in when you're having contact with people like that. So if you don't have to have contact with them, let them go. Stop taking those calls. Set yourself up for success. You don't owe them that. You're not a garbage bin. Despite what your family might have taught you to believe about yourself since you were a little kid. Now, this skill isn't just about healing after narcissistic abuse. The skill that I'm teaching you today is a valuable life skill that can help you become the person you were born to be and live the life of purpose that you dream of. High-performance coach Brendan Burchard taught me that owning your reality is the definition of being assertive. Assertive is confident, steady, centered, grounded, and based on a sense of I know. Becoming assertive is an important part of healing after narcissistic abuse. Previously, you probably had a tendency to be passive. And then, when it was too much to handle, you might have flipped into aggression. 
So what you'll notice is when you first start setting boundaries, it often comes across as anger and aggression because there's all this built-up anger from the past when people violated your boundaries and because maybe no one ever taught you how to set boundaries assertively. When you're assertive, you know who you are. You know what you're worth. You know what's okay for you and what's not. And you're willing to show people that through your actions. When you're assertive, you also know how to walk away from people when they aren't honoring your boundaries or appreciating you for who you are. And you'll be able to do this without the anger and aggression because you know yourself. You trust yourself. You believe in yourself. And so you don't feel like you have to prove anything to anyone or defend your life choices and who you are. Now again, this is a process that takes place over time. So have patience with yourself. Keep at it. Remember, consistency is key. Celebrate the victories along the way because that helps you build motivation and momentum forward. When you're working on owning your reality, I find it's helpful to ask yourself, is that belief in alignment with who I want to be and what I want to grow in my life? If the answer is no, then change it. That's not a belief you want to have. It's standing in your way. There are three levels of owning your reality. So remember, this is a growth process. Level one, owning your reality, is about internalizing the belief system that it's not your fault. Someone else taught you, conditioned you to believe a lie. Level one is the victim consciousness. If you've read my book, The Journey, A Roadmap for Self-Healing After Narcissistic Abuse, the victim consciousness is stage one of the healing process. Level two of owning your reality is enough of that. I can change my reality. This is where the reprogramming work goes on. The self-responsibility and the empowerment that comes through the struggle and challenge of working on balancing the extremes of passivity and aggression and eventually getting yourself to that point of assertion. Level two is survivor consciousness. Stage two of the recovery process is the survivor state. Level three of owning your reality is when you are really owning your reality and manifesting your dreams. You're now assertive. There's no more defensiveness, very little self-doubt. There's no more self-abandonment. This is where you really start to thrive in life. So level three, just like stage three of healing, is the thriver consciousness, where you are living your passions and purpose. You have transmuted the trauma into a new sense of purpose moving forward. So how can you measure the change from the old reality to the new one? It's really important to measure change so that you know there's progress happening. Through the reprogramming self-talk practice that I mentioned, eventually you stop your mind from running on autopilot. And what you'll notice is that the automaton behaviors that used to sabotage your life change. You now have a lot more self-control over your emotions. You've let go of the defensiveness. You've shifted your behavior into more mature actions that reflect the person you actually want to be and how you really want to show up in life. That's what creates an update in your character. You grow out of the old people-pleasing, self-abandonment habits and into self-love. 
you'll feel a much greater sense of control over your life when you get control over your mind. You won't allow people to emotionally provoke you into reacting or to give them what they want at the sacrifice of what's okay for you. You won't allow people to pull you into their self-serving agendas because you'll be self-directed and not looking outside yourself for approval and direction. Self-control is one of the greatest indicators of success in life. This is a valuable skill that will serve you in many ways. To measure the change, you just need to look at the results. The results speak for themselves. Once you start practicing the reprogramming of your self-talk, and you're working consistently at that every day, you're going to notice in one to two weeks, much, much more positive, much healthier, much lighter self-talk. One month down the road, you're going to be like, wow, how different things are. Two to three months, when your subconscious is on board and automatically jumping in to reprogram your mind more positively and override those old negative beliefs when they show up, you're just going to be blown away at how different the reality you live in is. Earlier in that process, you had to do all that hunting consciously for those negative thoughts. Now, by this point, you've taught your subconscious how to hunt down those negative thoughts itself. So keep this in mind. The process works in layers and layers as you uncover more beliefs that you didn't even know were in there until they suddenly pop up, usually through life experiences and new relationships, to call your attention to them. So you just keep working at it and growing. When you take action in the world, you will notice that the feedback and response is very different. When your reality paradigm is different, what you're going to notice in the world is that people, the universe, they're just much more receptive to you. They're less hostile. Things are just more effortless. You have more flow, more ease, less struggle, less fight, more of a sense of competency, You can notice that suddenly you're becoming successful, maybe for the first time in your life. You're going to notice a greater quality of people in your life. As you get the wrong people out, as you get those wrong belief systems out of your mind, you're going to notice an increased sense of self-esteem, self-worth, self-confidence, and much less exhaustion. Because by the way, If you're feeling exhausted, and this is one of the greatest complaints that I hear from people that I work with when I ask them, you know, what's going on in your physical, mental, emotional health, people almost always tell me that they're exhausted. This is where you need to look. Food and water affect our energy levels, but what I find to be the most impactful on our energy is our mind, our perspective, the reality that we live in. Most of our energy is lost to our thoughts. In Chinese medicine, they say, where the yi goes, the qi follows. Where the mind and intellect goes, that's where you're sending your energy. So be sure that's really what you want to invest in, what you really want to grow in your life. When you take back control over your mind, you will see how much more energy you have. It's like night and day. You're going to notice that things in your life are flourishing like never before. How did that even happen? When you're looking back just a few months ago, it was such a struggle. This is how you measure change. This practice that I taught you in this episode today is one of the most powerful practices to transform your life and live the life that you dream of after narcissistic abuse. Why don't more people do this? You might be thinking, because it requires work. It's hard work. 
It's a struggle at first because you've spent years, maybe decades living in that old reality, especially when you got indoctrinated into a negative reality paradigm since childhood. It's much easier just to let the mind run amok and blame external circumstances and people while complaining about it, but that only keeps you stuck in the victim stage, and that's not going to bring you quality of life. As you work to take back control over your mind and your reality, you are empowering yourself and you will look back at how far you've come. You'll realize that you're living the life that you never thought you could. You just have to work for it and it's totally worth it. So take the reins of your destiny back in your hands. It wasn't your fault what happened to you, but you can change it and you are the only one who can change it for you. Stop waiting for someone else to rescue you from your life. Empower yourself by accepting 100% self-responsibility over your life now and moving forward. This is the shift from the victim stage into the survivor stage of the recovery process after narcissistic abuse. This pivot into empowerment changes everything. It's like the beginning of the rest of your life. And it all starts with your self-talk and reprogramming that old negative reality paradigm that you were taught to believe in, unsubscribing from that and owning your reality. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Inner Integration Podcast. I hope you learned something today that helps you see from a new perspective so you can take new action and transform your life after narcissistic abuse. Remember, you are enough, you matter, and you got this. If you liked this episode and want to hear more, you can subscribe to get automatic updates on new podcast episodes as they're released. Visit us online at www.innerintegration.com where you'll get a free three-part video course when you enter your name and email on the homepage. Get loads of more free content to help you heal after narcissistic abuse on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Big hug to you.